0: TCK Potters, happy week 13. Last week of the regular season, we're getting the playoffs coming around the corner. Hope you all are in the mix. If you're listening to this, you probably still are. You're clawing your way or you're secured and ready to go. So listen up to the recap of week 12 here and let's get ready for the playoffs sky rolling solo as i always do on tuesday's recap in the week 12 action team by team listing my ballers and stallers for the week email us your fantasy questions to tckpod at gmail.com and shoot us a dm on instagram at the candlestick kids with the hashtag tckpod we've got a lot to cover so let's get into it Jerry Rice, Andre Reed, Chris Carter, I smoke all these fools! I could have been a contender, I could have been somebody. Well, I'm the best corner of the game! When you try me with a sorry receiver like Crabtree, that's the result you're gonna get! Your weak ass, get your weak ass off the field! Get your weak ass off the field! He could go all the way! Because I'm a winner, I'll always be a winner. And you'll always be a loser. Last week's bye teams were the Kansas City Chiefs and Los Angeles Rams. Everybody is back in action this week. We have no more byes for the rest of the fantasy season. Let's start on Thanksgiving morning. Thursday, first of three games, detroit Hosting Chicago, Chicago gets the win 23-16. The Bears get their first win in Detroit since 2012. For the Bears, Chase Daniel sits in for Mitch Trubisky, has a decent game, 27 for 37, 230, and two touchdowns. There's a chance Trubisky could also miss week 13, so keep an eye on that further down the week here. I do think uh, Chase Daniel could be a decent streaming option as well if Trubisky does miss some time because this Bears offense is clicking on all cylinders. Tariq Cohen, nice game, 14 yards on the ground, but another 45 and a touchdown through the air. Taylor Gabriel, seven catches, 49 yards on eight targets, led the team in all categories there. Some stallers for the Bears, though. Anthony Miller, just 41 yards. Allen Robinson, just 37 yards. Trey Burton, four catches for 28 yards. And Jordan Howard, seven carries, 13 yards, just another two yards through the air. We're going to go over some droppable players to start clearing out your benches for fantasy and picking up upside players and handcuffs for the playoff season later with the guys on Friday. But Jordan Howard and Trey Burton will certainly be in the discussion. For the Detroit Lions, LeGarrette Blunt sits in for a carry on Johnson, who missed the game here. 19 carries for Blunt, 88 yards and two scores, another 15 yards through the air. Laguerrett Blunt, as long as on Johnson is out a decent streaming option, although I wouldn't expect too much here. If he doesn't get those touchdowns, he's probably going to be sub 10 points. However, he does, of course, have the touchdown upside there. So probably a running back two or you know flex position with everybody back in the fold now without any bye weeks. Kenny Galladay, another decent game, five catches, 90 yards on eight targets. Theo Riddick, 12 yards on the ground, but another 48 through the air, caught all seven of his targets, and Bruce Ellington sitting in in the slot position and helping out with Marvin Jones out for the remainder of the season with 28 yards on uh, six catches. Matt Stafford, the lone staller here for the Lions, although nobody was particularly impressive outside of Blunt, but Matt Stafford, 28 of 38, 236, no touchdowns and two picks. Move on to the Washington-Dallas game. Dallas hosts uh, the Washington Redskins. Dallas gets the win at home, 31 to 23. Amari Cooper has a huge game for Dallas on Thanksgiving afternoon. 180 yards receiving, the most by any Dallas player since 2012. Amari Cooper on the day, eight catches, 180 yards, two touchdowns, two long touchdowns on nine targets, a huge day for him. Of course, he is exploding now in Dallas, and they're using him very well. Dak Prescott, 289, and two touchdowns, both to Amari Cooper. He also ran one in as well for a total of 18 yards on the ground and a touchdown. Zeke Elliott, a beautiful game, 26 carries, 121 yards and a touchdown, another 22 through the air on five catches, and nothing from the other Dallas receivers per usual here. For the Washington side, Colt McCoy uh, taking over for Alex Smith. Colt McCoy, a decent game, but not enough. Two sixty-eight through the air, two touchdowns, but three costly picks. Vernon Davis reemerges, two catches, 73 yards, and a touchdown, a nice long touchdown for uh, OG Vernon Davis. And Trey Quinn stepping in as the number one receiver, uh, seemingly, or the the number two maybe, uh, 1B to uh, Doxon. But Trey Quinn, five catches, 26 yards, and a touchdown, Doxson had six catches, 66 yards, and 10 targets. So led the team in catches, yards, and targets. But Trey Quinn is getting into the end zone the last couple of weeks. Jordan Reed, another decent game. Six catches, 75 yards on eight targets. Let's move on to the nightcap for Thanksgiving. New Orleans takes care of business once again, 31-17 to over Atlanta. Atlanta is pretty much eliminated from the postseason. Unfortunately for Falcons fans, the Saints continue to to blow up the NFL here. Ten-game win streak for the Saints. They lost opening night. They have not looked back since. Ten straight wins for the Saints. For the Atlanta side, Julio Jones keeps keeps, uh, crushing the pavement here with Ridley as well. Julio Jones, 11 catches, 147 yards on 14 targets. He does not get into the end zone. But he certainly does his due diligence here with 25 PPR points without getting a touchdown, pretty incredible. 14 targets for Julio Calvin Ridley, another nice game, eight catches, 93 yards, and a touchdown on 13 targets of his own. Matt Ryan, a good game as well, 35 of 47, 377, two touchdowns and a pick, and Muhammad's new four catches for 74 yards. Tevin Coleman and Austin Hooper, unfortunately. We're stallers here. Just six yards on eight carries for Tevin Coleman. That's right. Six yards on eight carries and just another 17 through the air. He did get a touchdown through the air, but uh, just 11 total touchdowns, uh, excuse me, 11 total touches for 23 total yards and a touchdown for Tevin Coleman. Definitely let down. The Saints defense is legit and playing well at the right time for sure. Solid uh fantasy streaming option per the matchup, of course, especially when they're at home. Austin Hooper. Five catches, 31 yards, caught all of five of his targets. For the Saints, uh, good game for the team. Um, not so much for fantasy, though. Uh, Breeze does his thing with four touchdowns, but just 171 yards through the air. He did throw his second pick of the season. He threw four touchdowns, and if you didn't watch the game or don't know yet, this is very surprising. Mark Ingram, uh, Uh, Michael Thomas and Alvin Kamara were not uh, recipients of these touchdowns. The four touchdowns went to Arnold, who's a tight end, Tommy Lee Lewis, who's a receiver, Austin Carr, who's a receiver, and Keith Kirkwood, who's a receiver as well. So all four touchdowns going to no names. Nobody played any of them in fantasy. Breeze got his, but the stallers of the entire uh, week were uh, Alvin Kamara, 14 uh, carries, 89 yards, and 9 touchdowns just one catch for nine yards uh, through the air. So, you know, a decent game. Um, He had 98 total yards for Camaro on 15 touches, but they just didn't need to use them too much in this game as the Saints got out early and started crushing. Uh, Mark Ingram, 11 carries 52 yards and just 14 yards on two catches through the air. And Michael Thomas, four catches, 38 yards on six targets. Not worried about any of these guys moving forward. You're still going to start all of them every week, of course, but, Uh, This is just, you know, the Saints (laughs) don't care how they get the W. They just get it. And if they have those matchups, Breeze is on fire right now finding anybody that's open. So if they're going to double cover uh, Michael Thomas and they're going to shut down the run, potentially Breeze is still going to find his guys. So Breeze, I think, is the most safe, actually, of all the players on the Saints. Let's move on to the Sunday slate. The Tampa Bay Buccaneers uh, get a a win over the San Francisco 49ers, 27-9. In Tampa, Mike Evans now has 1,000 yards receiving in each of his five seasons. For the Niners, Dante Pettis stepped in for Marquise Goodwin, who sat out in this game. Four catches, 77 yards, and a touchdown for Pettis. He's a nice streaming option moving forward if uh, Goodwin continues to miss. And Matt Breida, another 100-yard game, 14 carries, 106 yards, and 34 through the air as well. Matt Breida remains a nice uh, RB2 with RB1 upside if he gets in the end zone and big playability, of course, while he's on the field. George Kittle, six catches, 48 yards on 12 targets. Um, Not a huge game for Kittle, but certainly, you know, 10 points for your tight end in uh, PPR leagues is is, uh, certainly – reasonable and he's always you know up for that big play potential and touchdown potential as well but a staller this week considering what he's been doing in the matchup versus Tampa Bay and Nick Mullins uh, comes back down to earth 221 yards one touchdown and two picks Shanahan came out and said that, you know, he wasn't very happy with Nick Mullins play overall on Sunday. However, he did name him the starter for week 13. So I think he's still a decent streaming option, although they are playing in Seattle this week, which could be very, very tough for the 49ers. So with everybody back and no buys, you shouldn't have to play Nick Mullins. For Tampa Bay, Jameis Winston, 3-12 and two touchdowns, no interceptions this week, and another 24 on the ground. If Jameis can play this type of football, 300 yards, two touchdowns, and keep the ball, uh from getting out to the other team on a turnover I think the Buccaneers are going to be doing well and Jameis will be doing much better as well especially for fantasy so I think um Jameis you know didn't have a huge fantasy day but he did have a great NFL day and I think that's going to be boding well for him moving forward Mike Evans is top target per usual um six catches 116 yards he did have a deep bomb as well so it's nice for Mike Evan owners he did not get in the end zone but he continues to get big play possibilities so Mike Evans is maybe one of the biggest boomer bust players now in the league not so much on a big play potential like a Tyree killer or T.Y. Hilton but just on an overall game basis we've seen him have just you know three catches for 20 yards uh, but he's also good for six to eight to ten catches for a buck you know 20 so um, you're firing up Mike Evans every single week, and with Jameis back, should be more positive there. Adam Humphreys, a nice streaming option here, continues to be consistent. Six catches, 54 yards, a touchdown, and six targets. Keep an eye on Adam Humphreys moving forward. Deshaun Jackson's is is uh, suffering from a hand injury. If he misses any time, uh, Adam Humphreys would uh, slot into that slot role, and they would probably move um, Godwin out to the outside to take over for Jackson. So I love Humphreys there sneaking in to the slot position for Jameis and uh, Peyton Barber has a nice game 18 carries just 47 yards but he did get into the end zone another 16 yards on two carries through the air and Cameron Brake comes back filling in for OJ Howard and he gets his touchdown early from Jameis Winston so he was a big pickup last week in streamers I think he's going to continue to be probably a a low-end uh uh, tight end one, but he's good for a touchdown probably every week um, or at least, you know, close to it with uh, Jameis Winston in there, but probably not huge yardage marks. So really a boom or bust with with the touchdown there. Uh, Chris Godwin, just 42 yards on four catches and Deshaun Jackson, eight uh, 19 yards on three catches, as I mentioned. Moving on to Philadelphia. Philadelphia gets a big win at home over the uh, New York Giants. The Giants were really leading most of this game. Philadelphia came back late and got the win. Saquon Barkley, 12 touchdowns now this season, tying a franchise rookie record for the Giants. Saquon on the day, 13 carries, 101 yards, and a touchdown. Another touchdown through the air on 41 yards and seven targets. Saquon is crushing it. Another two-touchdown performance for the rookie and 142 total yards on 20 touches. Pretty much the lone baller for the Giants. Stallers on the other side, 297 for Eli and one touchdown and one pick. So not a terrible game, almost 300 yards, but just that one touchdown. And Odell Beckham not his fault, uh, but five catches, 85 yards on nine targets. He came out after the game and said that uh, he was surprised that the team didn't attack the injured secondary uh, for the Philadelphia Eagles who have lost their two top corners and uh, been hurting in the secondary overall for the last few weeks. And Odell said that uh, he was surprised they weren't doing that. That would have been the best game plan, but it wasn't in the game plan. So kind of uh tongue in cheek calling out his coaching staff there. So, Obviously, Odell and the coaching staff have not been agreeing for the last two seasons. We'll see how this uh, goes in the offseason, what happens here. They're not going to move on from uh, the, the Giants won't move on from Odell, I can't imagine, but maybe the Giants will move on from different coaching uh, options here to, to utilize you know their top players here. They're getting Saquon the ball, which is great, but Odell needs to get more than just five catches a game. Evan Ingram did not play in this game, which is kind of weird. Um, it was not announced to the media until after the first quarter that Evan Ingram was not going to play in this game. Uh, apparently he could have played in case of an emergency, but their intention was not to have him play at all. Rhett Ellison, uh, had a decent game in, in, uh, in relief of Ingram, but for fantasy owners, very frustrating. I was actually, uh, playing, um, uh, an opponent this week who have had Evan Ingram and um, I noticed that he didn't have a catch throughout the third quarter and I wasn't sure what was going on and I looked into it and sure enough he wasn't playing but he wasn't marked un ineligible ahead of time so unfortunately that owner didn't have a chance to even take him out which is kind of a bummer I'm sure a bunch of people got that so tough luck if you did get that but um, you know just shitty situation there from the Giants not reporting it on Evan Ingram. For the Eagles, Zach Ertz comes back to norm, seven catches, 91 yards, and a touchdown on eight targets. Josh Adams breaks out as well, 22 carries, 84 yards, and a touchdown, nothing in the past game, but Josh Adams looks to be the true lead back in Philadelphia that has been a running back committee for the last couple of years. If Josh Adams, in fact, is the bell cow, then uh, he could be a massive um, league winner potentially in the Philadelphia offense if they're going to give them enough carries to make it worth it some stallers for the Eagles Carson Wentz 236 and a touchdown Corey Clement five carries uh, 45 yards and just 31 yards on two catches so Corey Clement not too bad Um, 76 yards on seven touches but again Josh Adams looks to be the dude Uh, Golden Tate has a tough time um, fitting in with Carson Wentz still four catches on eight targets. So just 50% there completion percentage and 30 yards for golden Tate Alshon Jeffrey, three catches for 39 yards and Nelson Aguilar, just one catch for 12 yards. Again, all of these receivers will be up in our um, do we drop them conversation on Friday's episode. So make sure you tune in there to see which, Players you could potentially start dropping and get rid of so you can make some make some uh, clear some space for your playoff rosters. Let's move on to uh, New Jersey, where the Jets fall short to the Patriots. Patriots get the win 27 13. Brady gets the most passing yards in NFL history, including playoffs. So we saw uh, Drew Brees earlier this season uh, surpass for the most yardage um, during the regular season in a career. Uh, but Breeze, or Brady passes everybody, including the playoffs. Of course, Tom Brady has played many, many more games in the postseason than Drew Brees in his career, so Brady is able to rack up all of those extra yards that uh, Brees is not, but Brady gets the all-time record for most uh, passing yards in NFL history, including playoffs. Drew Brees still holds it for just regular season. Brady on the day 283 and two touchdowns Sonny Michelle great game comes back 21 carries 131 and a touchdown another 12 yards on two catches he had kind of a scary hit where he was kind of folded back in the pile came off the field limping look like he had a back or a, a thigh injury um, but he came back and actually played better after the injury so Sonny Michelle looks to be just fine um uh, keep an eye on him, though. He, he's he been kind of fragile this season, and, and the rookie, of course, had some knee problems uh, and lower body injuries at Georgia in college. So keep an eye on Sonny Michelle. but if he's active, you're playing him for sure. Julian Edelman, four catches, 84 yards, and a touchdown on five targets there, and Gronk, comes back to form a little bit three catches 56 yards and a touchdown on seven targets you're not going to move uh from Gronk it's probably too late to trade for or uh, trade him away but um, you're definitely not going to drop Gronk but I'm a little concerned overall he looked good on that one post he went right up the middle and uh, basically the Jets just didn't cover him and then couldn't cover him late because he's bigger than everybody on a one-on-one but uh He just looks old. He's not looking like the old Gronkowski, unfortunately. I think he and Brady uh, are coming to the end here. If this isn't their last season, next season probably will be for both of them. And if they win the championship this year somehow, which I just think they're overmatched now um, with the rest of the teams in the league, but if they do win the Super Bowl this year, I think both of them would ride off into the sunset, but we shall see. Josh Gordon, another nice game, five catches, 70 yards on his five targets. Some stallers, unfortunately, James White, uh, coming back to, to earth here, just uh, 73 yards on nine carries, which is great, but just one catch for five yards, unfortunately, for James White. Moving on to the Jets, Jermaine Curse, 66 yards on six catches and a touchdown there, 12 targets for Jermaine Curse, uh, just 50% completion percentage there, so not super soaked on Jermaine Curse per se. I think there's better options. Again, we're not worried about bye weeks anymore, so you should have your full uh, allotment of receivers, but Jermaine Kearse could potentially be a pickup to see what happens here for the Jets because they've had um, a very confusing wide receiver core, uh, as you'll notice here in just a second. Um, Herndon has uh, 57 yards on seven catches on eight targets, so he's a nice, reliable tight end with upside there. Some stallers, Josh McCown. I don't think anybody started Josh McCown, but just in case you streamed him against the Patriots, 276, a touchdown and one pick. Quincy Anunua, four catches, 73 yards on four targets. Isaiah Crowell, 30 yards on six carries, another 30 yards on three catches. So just um, nine touches for 60 yards for Isaiah Crowell. And Elijah McGuire um, only had uh, 26 yards on seven, carry, uh, seven touches as well. Unfortunately, I started him in the listener league hoping for 50 yards or a touchdown as a bottom line and I did not get that I think I got three yards uh, or three uh, points total and uh, lost by 10 points so Isaiah Crow, uh, um, Elijah McGuire rather was was not uh, a good streaming option this week and uh, Robbie Anderson just two catches for 22 yards there for him let's move on to the Bengals and the Browns. The Browns get a huge win on the road, actually, 35-20 over the Bengals. The Bengals are extremely beat up, and they lost uh, Andy Dalton for the season now with a thumb injury. Uh, Joe Mixon, 14 carries, 89 yards, another 66 yards on seven uh, catches. So Joe Mixon getting it done, 155 yards total on 21 touches, and they're going to need to feed him even more so. Not sure about A.J. Green. I personally just don't even think AJ Green will play the rest of the season. The Bengals are out of contention now, and or maybe not mathematically, but but pretty much. And and uh, they had a, a nice beginning into the season, which kind of padded their wins. But they've lost a bunch lately, and they're they're fading out very quickly, and and getting drubbed by the Browns at home. Um, this is not looking good for the Bengals. So I, I could see A.J. Green not playing at all the rest of the season. We'll see what Curly says about that because he just traded for him and is yet to be able to use him. Um, but we'll see what happens there. Tyler Boyd, seven catches, 85 yards, and a touchdown on eight targets. So decent game from him against the Browns secondary. Uh, Jeff Driscoll sat in for Andy Dalton, 155 and a touchdown, another rushing score as well. Uh, again, Andy Dalton done for the season on the injured reserve with a thumb injury. Uh, John Ross three catches 31 yards and a touchdown on seven targets for him and CJ Ozoma uh, just 39 yards on six catches so decent game for a tight end nine points but uh, not really what you're looking for there for the Browns Nick Chubb 28 carries 84 yards and a touchdown another touchdown through the air uh, 44 yards total and a touchdown on his three catches Um, if you haven't seen it by now Uh, basically the narrative is that he mossed uh, the the defender, which he did. Um, He reached over him. The ball was underthrown by Baker and – uh, Chubb basically jumped up and, and hugged the defender from behind, grabbed the football right in front of his face and ripped it down for the touchdown. It was a hell of an athletic play. Nick Chubb is going to be a league winner as well. I hope y'all got him off the waiver wires or drafted him early and sat on him like I recommended in the preseason. Um, I traded for him late because I missed out on him in a few leagues, but I'm happy to have him on a few of my teams here. Baker Mayfield a great game 258 and four touchdowns. Baker looks great came out after the game and basically threw some shade on uh on uh, uh excuse me um Hugh Jackson, sorry. Uh after the game Hugh Jackson of course now coaching for the Bengals. Um they went to shake hands, and Baker basically shook his hand out of respect but didn't go in for the old uh, the old hug after the game and basically was just like, you know, he's not our coach anymore. He's coaching for the enemy. Um, he wasn't really a good fit here anyway. We've moved on. So it looks like Baker's happy with the play calling now in Cleveland, and, you know, it's a little late for the Browns potentially this year, but as I said early in the season, I had him projected at 6-10. and 10. They could still get there. Well, they have that tie, so that would throw things off, but they could still get to, you know, 5-6 wins on the season which I think is a win for the Browns who have only won one game in the last two years and next season I truly believe the Browns are going to be in playoff contention uh, overall so um, like to see this uh, from the Browns so big day from Baker four touchdowns there David Njoku 63 yards five catches and one touchdown nice bounce back from him and uh, uh, Antonio Callaway 62 yards and a touchdown on four catches there. Darren Fells gets a touchdown as well, just six yards. I wouldn't be uh playing him at the tight end position. It's all David Njoku, but Darren Fells fell open and they got him the score there. Some stallers, however, for the Browns, Jarvis Landry, once again, just five, you know, five targets who led the team in targets somehow with five, uh, tied with uh um David Njoku and Joku and Callaway, but just three catches for 30 yards for Jarvis Landry and Duke Johnson, 16 yards on two carries and 23 yards on a catch. So, not much there. We're going to be bringing these guys up as well on if you should keep them or if you can um, drop them on your roster for the playoffs. Let's move on to Carolina Panthers and the Seattle Seahawks. This was a super exciting game. Came down to the very end. Janikowski gets the win, uh, gets the uh, last minute field goal there. Um, for the Seahawks. The Seahawks get the W 30 to 27. Christian McCaffrey becomes the first player in Carolina history with 100 rushing yards and 100 receiving yards in the same game. Christian McCaffrey on the day, huge day, 17 carries, 125 yards and a touchdown, 11 catches, 112 yards and a touchdown on 11 targets. So Christian McCaffrey, 28 total yards, 100 And 37, or excuse me, 237 total yards and two touchdowns. And he caught all of his 11 targets. Massive day for Christian McCaffrey uh cam had a nice completion percentage day 25 of 30 of course 11 of those dump offs to christian mccaffrey although one of them was kind of a deeper pass there but 25 of 30 for cam 256 two touchdowns and a pick he also added 63 yards on eight carries dj moore continues to flourish eight catches 91 yards on nine targets devin funches i think is trash anyway i've been saying that for a couple weeks but he's also battling an injury if dj moore continues to see uh more work uh, with Funches out. I think he's going to be a superstar here in this offense. So um, a lot of weapons all of a sudden in Carolina. Uh, Curtis Samuel, um, a staller. I'm not sure he was very popular, but I think there was a little bit of hype of him with Funches being out. Not sureing what DJ Moore was going to do. So some people streamed him. Certainly a DFS grab, but just two uh, catches, 17 yards. Um, he did get a touchdown. Uh, but, you know, minimal effort or minimal work there from Curtis Samuel, although he is a great athlete. And if uh, Funchess is to miss significant time and it becomes DJ Moore and Curtis Samuel, I like him moving forward, but not much to be said yet. Uh, Greg Olson, two catches, 11 yards on four targets, certainly a down there at the tight end position. Let's move on to the Buffalo Bills getting a win at home against the Jacksonville Jaguars. The Jaguars, I think, are the most um, pathetic team right now in the NFL. And I know that I'm a Niner fan and they're horrible and there's the Raiders and they're horrible. There's the Jets and they're horrible. Um, The Giants are questionable, of course, but the way that the Jaguars have played the last seven games um, has really been disappointing. And uh, the Jaguars have lost seven straight, which is the longest active streak in the NFL, believe it or not. And the way this game went down was really sad. I'll get to Fournette here in just a second, but basically the Jags, um, got outplayed by the Bills the entire game. And really, I think Josh Allen is the difference. Josh Allen is a playmaker for the Bills. I think he's going to be all right moving forward here. And if they can get uh, a decent running back situation and, and dump Shady McCoy and Chris Ivory next year and get some youth in the backfield and get some receivers, I think Josh Allen will have some to work with because this defense is legit. Let's start with the Buffalo Bills here. Josh Allen, 8 for 19. Just eight <laughs> 8 completions for 19 yards. 160 yards and a touchdown, but he added another 99 yards and a touchdown on the ground on 13 carries. So uh, Josh Allen, certainly a dual threat quarterback for sure and healthy. Now, Robert Foster might be a name to keep in mind here with deep plays. If you're in a really deep league with, say, three receivers and a flex or something or DFS options to buy cheap. Two catches, 94 yards, and a touchdown on three targets, but he's had two deep touchdowns in the last two games. He's a speedster for sure, and uh, Allen likes to chuck it every once in a while. Shady McCoy, the installer, uh, per usual, 17 carries, 46 yards, and just uh, seven yards on one catch. I told you to get rid of Shady months ago, so if he's still on your roster, you're, you're frustrated, I'm sure. For uh, the Jacksonville, the lone baller, I guess, is D.D. Westbrook. 43 yard run, and he added another 44 yards on three catches for a touchdown through the air. Leonard Fournette had a huge game: 18 carries, 95 yards, and two touchdowns, and another 13 yards on three catches through the air. But was suspended in the second half for fighting. If you haven't seen it yet, basically uh, Dante Moncrief um, or uh, did it? I think it was Moncrief um, went up for a touchdown, and basically, you know simultaneously caught it with the defender they were wrestling on the ground uh trying to gather position they called it a touchdown but the players remained on the ground rolling around trying to gather the possession either way there was a scuffle with the uh bills and the jags down on the corner of the end zone and Fournette pops up out of nowhere not even on the field at the time uh pops up on the um and starts throwing punches and Carlos Hyde has to pull him off of them. And Fournette gets uh, thrown out of the game, but also suspended for this next game in week 13. So you're welcome fantasy owners for that move. Um, Fournette has been extremely frustrating. Of course, maybe the biggest bust uh, potentially at the running back position outside of Dalvin cook. Um, but we'll talk about that after the season. Cause when Fournette has been in there, he's been crushing clearly, but That was just kind of a a moron move there and uh, certainly let down. Good thing he gave you your production before he left, but um, certainly going to be letting you down this first week uh, when you need him the most getting into the playoffs there. Blake Bortles was also benched uh, after week 12. He's been benched for Cody Kessler. Cody Kessler will start in week 13. We'll see if that helps or hurts the Jacksonville Jaguars, but I think there's nowhere to go but up on the offensive side of the ball here for the Jags. Carlos Hyde and TJ Yeldon, uh, should be picked up at least this week. Um, well, we don't know what's going on with Fournette for a week, but I'm not really sure if you're in a standard league, I would go with Hyde. If you're in a PPR, I would go with Yeldon. Um, but I would pick up either, or, uh, just to either play defense against your opponent, but also to see what happens with Fournette. And if, uh, one of these guys plays well, maybe they'll, you know, consider, uh, further ramifications for Fournette, but anyway, dumbass move from him, whatever. Uh Jags defense is droppable in my opinion. I started them in a couple leagues, fired them up against the Bills. Josh Allen proved me otherwise, and uh, they got me zero points or negative points depending on the league format, so Jags defense is droppable, unfortunately. Wow, that a lot of people pick them in maybe even the 10th round, 8th round, 12th round, and they've <clears throat> really let you down. Let's move on to Baltimore. Their defense showed up for sure. Baltimore gets a win against Oakland. No surprise here. 34-17. Gus Edwards has 100-plus rushing yards in back-to-back games since taking over the lead back duties from Alex Collins. Alex Collins sat out this game. Looks like Alex Collins is done in Baltimore, uh, barring an injury to Gus Edwards. Gus Edwards, 23 carries, 118 yards, nothing through the pass game, but a great pickup if you were able to scoop him last week off the waivers. And Lamar Jackson, another solid game. 14 for 25, 178 through the air, a touchdown and two picks. He also added another 11 carries, 71 yards, and a touchdown on the ground. Michael Crabtree got in the end zone, but just 21 yards on three catches. And Ty Montgomery had a decent game as well. 18, eight carries, excuse me, eight carries, 51 yards on the ground, and 13 yards on three catches out of the backfield. The Stallers here, John Brown, just one catch for 25 yards on seven targets. Not a good match for Lamar Jackson and his lack of deep uh, throws here. So as, as long as Lamar Jackson's playing and, and Uncle Flacco is out, then uh, I think John Brown is also droppable here. And as I mentioned, Alex Collins did not play. For the Raiders, Doug Martin, decent game, 11 carries, 51 yards, and a touchdown, another 21 yards on three catches through the air. And uh, Cook only had um, – Jared Cook had just two catches for 32 yards, but it was a touchdown and um, – A very incredible catch, honestly, for the touchdown there. So make sure you check out that highlight. And the stallers for the Raiders, Derek Carr, 194 and a touchdown. And Jalen Rashard, unfortunately, just one yard on one carry and 15 yards on two catches. Uh, Of course, you've probably heard by now, last week, um, John Gruden came out saying that he reminded him of Charlie Garner. For you kids out there, Charlie Garner was a hell of a player for the 49ers and the uh, Raiders back in the day in the early 2000s when uh, Gruden was with the Raiders last time. Um, he was a great running back. Uh, and he said that Jalen Rashard reminded him of him giving him praise. Unfortunately, Jalen Rashard in this game had, uh, three, car- uh, three touches for 16 total yards. Um, no injury that I know of for Jalen Rashard, but if that changes, we'll fill you in. But I think he was just not utilized very well. And this Baltimore defense, of course, uh, had two touchdowns. Um, they're beasting and especially at home against the Raiders, there was no chance there. So great shaming option there for the, uh, Ravens if you were able to get them let's move on to the Chargers the Chargers rattle off 45 unanswered points (laughs) against the Arizona Cardinals Arizona was up 10 nothing at one point in this game and the Chargers realized that they were playing the Cardinals that they were at home and they needed to stomp on the Cardinals here so they get the win 45 to 10 Rivers completed his first 25 passes to set an NFL record for most passes to start a game at 25 most pass completions, excuse me, to start a game at 25 passing Ryan Tannehill, believe it or not, who had 22. For the Arizona Cardinals, uh, Larry Fitzgerald, two catches for 30 yards. One of them was a touchdown and David Johnson had 17 carries, 63 yards and another 16 yards and two catches through the air. So kind of a dud game for David Johnson um, and Larry Fitzgerald really overall, but I had to try to find some ballers here for the cardinals so i picked those two some stallers four catches 41 yards for christian kirk and josh rosen i don't think anybody's playing him but if you did stream him for some reason just 105 yards a touchdown and a pick there and uh ricky seals jones one catch five yards on two targets i think there was a lot of hype the last couple weeks for ricky seals jones about him getting more involved in this offense but frankly he just hasn't been getting it done Moving on to Phillip Rivers, 28 of 29 on the day, just one incompletion. 28 of 29, 253, and three touchdowns. Again, setting the NFL record with 25 passes completed to start a game. And uh, unfortunately, some negative news here, burying the lead long enough. Melvin Gordon, 10 carries, 61 yards, and two touchdowns, another five yards and two catches, but he suffered a MCL sprain he's week to week um, there's some reports that they might just sit him until the playoffs but they have a big matchup for the division and a wild card potential uh, could be playoff seating on the line in a couple weeks versus the Chiefs so they may sit him out until that game and if he's ready play him for that game he may be back next week it's kind of up in the air right now but either way Melvin Gordon was questionable coming into the game he was a, a last minute game time decision to play did very well because he's a beast but they had a double reverse play where he got the ball and got crunched and sprained his uh, MCL there. So, you know, really rough uh, blow to playoff teams with Melvin Gordon missing some significant time. If you're already in the postseason and you can kind of just wait a week or two, if you got that bye or you can, this week doesn't matter and you have a a bye in the first week of your playoffs in week 14, I think you'll be able to get away with it. And I think Melvin Gordon will be back week 15. But if not in your clon for a, a position here, Melvin Gordon being out could be, uh, Melvin Gordon and Leonard Fournette could, uh, being out could be devastating to some uh, fantasy owners. Austin Eckler, on the other hand, should be um, a pickup, of course. And uh, if you can still trade for him, maybe try to do that. Uh, Maybe a league winner here, depending on what happens with Gordon. Five carries, 35 yards, and a touchdown. Ten catches on 11 targets, 68 yards for the running back. So, again, Austin Eckler is the ultimate handcuff to uh, Melvin Gordon. Hasn't been doing much this season, but they haven't needed him. Melvin Gordon's finally hurt. Those of you that sat on Austin Eckler or picked him up um, as the handcuff are now in good graces here. So once again, Eckler, a touchdown on the ground and 10 catches for 68 yards through the air. Keenan Allen remains hot in the second half of the season once again seven catches 72 yards and a touchdown 7 for 7 on his targets and Mike Williams has a nice game two touchdowns on just 25 yards but he's basically the uh, the new young Antonio Gates for Phillip Rivers down in the end zone so not much between the 20s outside of an occasional deep bomb but certainly getting those uh posterizing uh you know huge plays in the end zone so yeah nice nice to see Mike Evan, uh, Mike Williams excuse me, coming through for the Chargers no ballers here for the Chargers on this day. Let's move on to Denver. Denver gets a last minute win uh, for um, a huge victory over the Pittsburgh Steelers, who were uh, on fire. But the pan, uh, the Broncos, excuse me, get a big win at home 24 17 over the Steelers. The Steelers have not won a game in Denver since week nine of 2009. Uh, big Ben. Tried to get one over the middle uh, on the last drive of the game to Vance McDonald. Vance literally just straight up dropped it right through his hands. He was open, dropped the pass uh, the next play. Um, Ben tried to throw a slant in the back of the end zone to, uh, Antonio Brown. And it was cut off, uh, by actually, I think it was a defensive lineman who stepped back in coverage. They were on like the three yard line, step back in coverage, put his big paws up and ended up catching it and intercepting the, the pass. And, and that was, uh, that was the game there. So the Steelers had a chance to tie it up late, but, um, the Broncos come away with the big win and keep their playoff hopes alive. Big Ben on the day. 462 yards but just one touchdown and of course the pick um, two picks rather but a big day yardage wise but uh, only had that one touchdown that one touchdown was a 97 yard uh, catch and run by Juju smith Schuster 13 catches 189 yards and a touchdown on 17 targets for Juju and of course uh, Antonio Brown got his Um, Nine catches, 67 yards on 13 targets. No touchdown here for A.B. And the yardage was down, but certainly the usage is there. So both these guys are going to be uh, reliable in the postseason. And um, Juju Schuster has his second 97-yard touchdown. He is the first player in NFL history who has two touchdowns of at least 97 yards. Um, Switzer had a nice game. Six catches, 67 yards on eight targets. And Boswell, the kicker. Had a nice game in the kicking game, but he also threw a touchdown on a fake field goal <clears throat> to end the first half. Boswell threw a two-yard touchdown to uh, uh, v- a Villanueva, the uh, lineman for the Steelers. So that was kind of fun there. <clears throat> James Conner uh, let down, and Vance McDonald let down as well. James Connor, 13 carries, 53 yards, and four catches for 42 yards. James Connor doesn't really look the same. He had 90, 98 Uh, excuse me, 95, pardon me, 17 touches for 95 total yards. So not a terrible game for James Conner, but certainly not what he was a few weeks ago before his concussion. Um, It was brought up uh, by Mike Taglier on the Fantasy Pros Football Podcast that uh, we've seen players every once in a while get a concussion, come back, and be healthy enough to play by doctor's standpoints, but just not be the same running back. And I'm a little concerned that potentially James Connors, that guy, he didn't actually miss a game. He got a concussion. He uh, missed a few days of practice a few weeks ago, but he did not actually miss a game. So I wonder if he took out adequate time for James Conner there. So keep an eye on him. I think he's still a surefire starter in case he completely blows it, but a little concerned here. Um, with James Connor, but maybe it was just the Denver defense fired up at home. You know, maybe I'm reading too much into it, but uh, certainly, you know, keep an eye here. Vance McDonald, as I mentioned, dropped that uh, potentially game winning or game tying rather touchdown uh, three catches, 27 yards. Otherwise for the Broncos, Emmanuel Sanders has a nice game, seven catches, 86 yards, a touchdown on 12 targets. And Phillip Lindsay stays hot, 14 carries, 110 yards and a touchdown. Nothing through the passing game though. And case Keenum, Uh, 197 through the air and two touchdowns if you streamed him against the Steelers. Uh, Jeff Hireman, unfortunately, the tight end who's been getting some hype the last couple of weeks, is a streaming option out for the season with a broken rib and bruised lungs. Yikes. Placed him on IR. Uh, Hireman is out for the season. Uh, Cortland Sutton, just one catch for 14 yards on four targets. And Royce Freeman, just 17 yards on the ground. Nothing in the pass game for him either. Let's move on to the Colts. The Colts get a five-game winning streak. They started one and five. They are now six and five and right in that wild card uh, positioning. And uh looks like Houston's running away for the division, but they might be able to catch the Titans here. The Colts are playing extremely well in general and especially at home. They get a win over the Miami Dolphins, 27-24. For the Dolphins, Kenyon Drake eight carries, thirty-two yards and a touchdown. Another touchdown through the air, sixty-four yards and five catches. Frank Gore fourteen carries, sixty-seven yards and another uh, um, catch for ten yards. Excuse me for Frank Gore. So he's not going away. He again outtouched uh, Kenyon Drake, fifteen to thirteen. Kenyon Drake had a nice, uh, longer touchdown there, but, uh, these guys are, are still in a running back committee. And I think Frank Gore is still the number one option here, but obviously, uh, Kenan Drake has the bigger play potential. Ryan Tannehill <clears throat> was back in action here, 204 and two touchdowns. He had another 14 yards on three carries and Leonte Carew caught a 74 yard touchdown. Um, I don't, want to really read too much into this. I just mentioned it because A, it was a big play. B, um <clears throat> he is a name who frankly, to be perfectly honest with you, I hadn't noticed uh until this week when I was uh, reading the recaps here. Um but the Dolphins are really beat up at the wide receiver position. They have a handful of players on IR. Um Albert Wilson uh most notably out for the season. Danny Amendola left this game with a knee injury uh, Kenny Stills has been hit or miss, uh, Devontae Parker has been hit or miss. So keep an eye on Le- Le- Leonte Carew if you need a deep, um, streaming option potentially. And again, another one of these leagues where you have maybe three receivers and a flex. Also, um, if you are looking at DFS stuff, depending on the matchup, he might be one of those, uh, you know, shots in the dark where you might be able to catch fire there for the Colts, Andrew Luck, 343, another three touchdowns and two picks, eight straight games with three touchdowns for Andrew Luck. Unbelievable. Um, again, I, you know, I'm eating my words here. I'm being honest that (laughs) I was certainly talking shit about Andrew Luck, but it was more about his shoulder. I didn't think he was going to be, um, up to snuff. He certainly struggled the first, you know, month of the season, but man, he has been absolutely on fire. The, um, the The remainder of the season the last eight games he's been on fire so uh killing it for Andrew Luck so congratulations if you held on to him and stomached the first month there uh Eric Ebron five catches for four, 45 yards and two touchdowns seven targets here Jack Doyle placed on IR he is done for the season with a kidney uh injury they had to rush him to the hospital basically a kidney laceration for Jack Doyle so the uh the tight end conundrum in the uh, Indianapolis should be Uh, leaning back toward Eric Ebron. We saw what he did the first half of the season without Jack Doyle. If you held on to Ebron, you're stoked. Um, He should be a top five tight end moving forward. T.Y. Hilton, seven catches, 125 yards on 10 targets. Another big day for T.Y. Marlon Mack, uh, questionable for week 13 versus Jacksonville. He had a a, a decent game before leaving, but um, left with an injury, a concussion, and it looks like uh, he is in the concussion protocol for the week. So keep an eye on that versus Jacksonville. Jacksonville has been struggling on defense in general, but their rushing defense is still pretty solid. So uh, keep an eye on that for Marlon Mack in general. Uh, Naheem Hines and Jordan Wilkins could potentially be a nice pickup if Marlon Mack does happen to miss. Let's move on to Sunday night football. The Minnesota Vikings get a big win at home over the Green Bay Packers. 24-17. The Green Bay Packers are pretty much all but eliminated. Of course, Aaron Rodgers came out after the game um, because you know he has no quit in his spirit, which I respect and appreciate. uh, But he basically rattled off every game they had left and how they were going to beat all these teams and basically run the table and get into the playoffs. I appreciate the uh, enthusiasm and I appreciate the confidence. And I love Aaron Rodgers, but um, Aaron Rodgers is not the issue. The rest of this team is hurting. Their defense is banged up. Their offensive line is banged up. They have a bunch of rookie receivers who are talented but not um, on the same page with Aaron and uh outside of Aaron Jones and Devontae Adams uh they're really just struggling in general so worried about the Packers in general but Adam Thielen for the Vikings has nine games with 100 receiving yards which is a Vikings record keep in mind Randy Moss set the world on fire in Minnesota uh in the late 90s and the early 2000s but Adam Thielen now holds the record for most uh 100-yard receiving games in Minnesota history and still has uh, a month left to play in the season, so he could put that one out of reach potentially. Let's go to the Green Bay Packers first. Aaron Jones, another nice game, 17 carries, 72 yards, and a touchdown, another 21 yards uh, through the air on um, three catches, and Devontae Adams gets his token touchdown Five catches, 69 yards, and that touchdown. Aaron Rodgers, Stoller here, 198, and just that one touchdown. Equinemia St. Brown, three catches, 53 yards on five targets. And Jimmy Graham, limited time with that hand injury, just two catches, 34 yards. And Marcus Valdez-Scantling was the biggest letdown, just one catch for three yards on two targets. Moving on to the Vikings, Kirk Cousins, a nice game, 29 for 38, 342, and three touchdowns. Adam Thielen, eight catches, 125, a touchdown, and nine targets. And Stefan digs a 12-yard rush, but also 8 catches, 77 yards, a touchdown on 11 targets for himself. Dalma Cook, a decent game, 10 carries, 29 yards, but 3 catches, 47 yards, and scored on a nice swing pass out there out of the backfield, so certainly looks fast and agile. He is fully healthy now. Kyle Rudolph, seven ca- uh, catches, 63 yards on seven targets. Nice to see him more involved, 13 fantasy points there for Rudolph. And Latavius Murray uh, gets in the action, 11 catches, 33 yards, nothing in the past game. I don't think he's worth starting right now, but certainly that ultimate handcuff behind uh, Cook, of course. No ballers for the Vikings. Last game on the slate, the Houston Texans take care of business at home. Monday Night Football 34-17 over the uh, Titans and extend their lead in the uh, AFC South. The Texans have won eight straight games, which is a franchise record. For the Titans, Marcus Mariota, 22 of 23. His only incomplete pass was kind of a rushed dump down in garbage time with like less than two minutes left to Derrick Henry, uh, who just basically didn't lunge out to catch it, or Marcus could have had a 100% Completion percentage on the game, which is impressive. So 22 of 23 for Marcus, 303 through the air and two touchdowns. He had another 28 yards on six carries. Corey Davis, 39 yard run. On a reverse, he also had four catches for 96 yards and a nice long touchdown where he made a great move to dodge the cornerback and the safety there. So Corey Davis and uh, Marcus Mariota look to be uh, in sync right now. Johnu Smith, um, just two catches, but he had a 61-yard touchdown. Super athletic up the middle, basically completely uncovered, but then was able to outrun the secondary for the uh, Houston Texans and had a nice long play there for o's Smith. Dion Lewis and Derrick Henry um, are the uh, stallers here for the Titans. Deion Lewis, 8 yards on 7 carries and just 33 yards on 7 catches. And Derek Henry, 30 yards on 8 carries and 19 yards on 2 catches. For the Houston Texans, Deshaun Watson, two ten and 2 touchdowns through the air, but he also had another 70 yards rushing and a rushing score as well. Lamar Miller, huge game, 12 carries, 162 yards and a touchdown. That touchdown was a 97-yard uh, score, so Juju and Lamar Miller, each get 97-yard touchdowns in Week 12. Demaryius Thomas has a nice bounce-back game, four catches, 38 yards, and two touchdowns there uh, on five targets. DeAndre Hopkins was put in the staller category pretty much just because he didn't go ridiculous, but... He was fine, 13 fantasy points, uh, five catches, 30, uh, five catches. 74 yards on six targets for DeAndre Hopkins. He'll be fine moving forward. I just think he was double, triple teamed this entire game. The Titans tried to take him out, and they did for the most part, but uh, Deshaun was able to find Demarius Thomas for the two touchdowns, and Lamar Miller had a hell of a game on the ground, so the uh, Texans get to win. And Kiki Q T left the game with a hamstring injury. Before that, just two catches. 14 yards on two targets. Keep an eye on Kiki Q T, And that'll do it for the uh, the recap of the games. Let's get into our top performers by each position for the week. At the quarterback position, Deshaun Watson, Kirk Cousins, Dak Prescott, uh, Josh Allen, Baker Mayfield, and Andrew Luck. At the running back position, Christian McCaffrey, Saquon Barkley, Nick Chubb, Kenyon Drake, Austin Eckler, uh, Fournette before the, the ejection, and Zeke Elliott. On Thanksgiving, for the receivers, Amari Cooper, Juju, uh, Adam Thielen, Julio, Corey Davis, and Stephon Diggs. For the tight ends, Zach Ertz, Eric Ebron, David Njoku, Vernon Davis, which is nice to see him come back. Gronkowski, nice to see him come back, and a few others, uh, Dan Arnold, um, Jordan Reed, Jono Smith, um etc had a had a few extra at the at the bottom there so a lot of tight ends uh showing up this week which is nice to see for the defenses the baltimore ravens new orleans saints chicago bears tampa bay buccaneers and the los angeles chargers and for the kickers janikowski rosas fairbairn tucker elliott santos and boswell last note here this week's buys are none Congratulations, folks. We are done with buys for the rest of the fantasy season. Everybody is back in play. Make sure you fill up your rosters with your best possible options, and good luck. That'll do it for the week 12 recap. Remember to email us your start, sit, keep trade cut questions, if still applicable in your leagues. Our two leagues, the League of Record and the Listener League, have their uh, uh, have the trade deadlines uh, this Thursday. So we, we leave it up to the last weekend to make those last moves before the playoffs. So if you're in one of those leagues, hit us up on email, tckpod at gmail.com or DM us on Instagram at the candlestick kids with the hashtag TCKPod. pod. And again, please make sure to send us your league format settings. A lot of you are hitting us up on, on uh, Instagram, which we appreciate. And we're getting back to you as quickly as possible, but Make sure you send us is it PPR standard 12, 16, 10 team leagues, two quarterback, multiple flex, things like that. We need to know that stuff um, and send us a screenshot of your roster so it can kind of help us out. because Otherwise, we're, we're shooting at blanks. So we can't help you as well. So please ask us uh, with that further information and make sure to follow our IG stories throughout the weekend for game day updates. That's Thursday night football, Sunday night football, all day Sunday and Monday night football as well. Thank you so much for listening, and good luck in Week 13. Last chance to do it. It's not over yet. Keep the faith if you're clawing in. If you're already in, make sure you're getting those uh, defenses with the good schedules. Make sure you're padding your uh, rosters with uh, handcuffs, and you're finding the backup quarterbacks for streaming options, and you're gearing up for the playoffs. Good luck in Week 13, family. Let's get it done. For Dana Sancado, I'm Sky Guasco, and we are out of here.